0: Today on episode 103 of the Home of Play podcast, we get new details on Project Spartacus, Call of Duty will skip 2023 according to a new report, and PlayStation VR 2 headset revealed alongside new look at Final Sense controller design, all that and more. Why am I not playing
1: Elden Ring right now? Let's get some intro. Happy Monday and welcome home, everybody. In fact, happy Elden Ring Day to us all. That's right, it's Friday. It's February 25th. Elden Ring is out. It's all I want. But we're here. Welcome back to episode 103 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday the two best friends join forces to give you the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher.
0: Hi, everybody.
1: The Home of Play podcast is a self-support podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid-for-opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free from your joy or your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by subscribing to the Home of Play podcast, by telling your friends, family, and the Dumbledore's army about the show and that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing. It's all because of lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cause through the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com. And then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss everything in Ring, because come on, nothing else matters. On today's episode, we have so much news yet again. It feels like every week is just filled with the uh, grandeur of gaming news, but um, grandeur. I think I said it wrong. So, before we get to all that news, we need to talk to Chris and see what Chris has been up to since we heard from him last.
0: So, my recap's pretty short for this week. Not that I didn't play a lot of games, it just was all Lost Ark. <laughs> I don't Ooh. think I touched a single other game at all. Um, mm-hmm. I did occasionally want to jump on Cyberpunk, but then I didn't, and I played Lost Ark. <laughs> so, I'm oh, having yeah. fun with that. I finally got to like some of the Sort of some of the end game content, uh, it's like scales, like difficulty level. So some of the easier contents, so I think my characters, I just passed power level 500. So doing pretty good, having fun with it. Looking for the loot now. Started learning some of the subsystems, like the engraving and whatnot. Um, the card system, finally starting to get the hang of that. Know what I'm looking for. I don't know. Just having a blast with it. Um. Any now, I'm starting to get into the dailies, like where you have to do, you know, you want to sign in and do that daily stuff. That's so it gets you every every time in those types of games. But uh, I I think it's one of those games where it's like, even if I missed a day, I'd probably be okay. I get a little bit of the FOMO, as it were, because I have two buddies that are like pretty religious in their playing of the game. Like I think one of them's actually started an alt account, so it's like. Or not a no, count, but a character. So it's yeah. like, uh, really into it. Uh, but those guys, like, laser focus on games where I kind of do more than one at a time, usually. And now mm. with Elden Ring out, I yeah. re- want to play it. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty much my gaming week. And like I said, it's, it sounds like not a lot, but I could tell you the hours I put into Lost Ark this week. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, about other than that uh yeah not much with me how about yourself uh other than maybe a couple hours today have you played anything else this week
1: <laughs> no not really um yeah I same problem I've had for feels like uh, quite a few weeks it's just all I think about is Elden Ring all the videos I watch are you know like this Wednesday the goes up for the reviews so I watched all those review videos. Not that I cared. I already pre-ordered it, but it was just nice to hear other people talk so highly. Um so yeah, that was it. And then today, uh before recording, I finally got about two, two and a half hours in. Uh just enough time to basically create a character. <laughs> uh pause for uh laughter. And uh no, I'm kidding. I made my character pretty fast. Um chose Vagnabond, I think I'm saying it correctly. And, yeah, you know, and I got some time with Curtis already, a friend of the show, Curtis, and we did a little multiplayer, tested that out. It works. It's fun. Uh, we had a gr- great time, actually. We stopped a convoy, and that was fun. and uh his, you know, he, him being a magic user and me being more a uh, traditional sword and shield kind of guy, we work off each other well. Not to mention, I don't know if this is a glitch, but like we constantly seem to be able to double backstab people, um, which normally is not something you can do, but it seems to accept like the animation will kinda glitch and one of us won't exactly have control of the body in our a- animation, like um the enemy's body, but the damage seems to like sh- reflect that two people successfully did it. So like that's gotta be a glitch in some way. Um but anyway, I'm not gonna try to spoil the game or anything. It's and two and a half hours in I, I honestly I couldn't. Um but I am having a good time. It's weird because I, I, I'm i still programmed to Demon Souls and they're just so different in feel. Um, But either way, I can't wait to find more. I'm so excited for exploration. I think that's where me and Curtis differ. I think he just wants to go straight into the main line, uh, start killing the hardest things where I'm like, no, nope, I'm going to take my time. What's going over here? I just got my horsey. I just want to go find things and view and survive i've found um like a little dungeon i i don't even know what the term for them is but it's like a tiny little dungeon and that was already one of the hardest bosses uh again because you're just getting used to all this new stuff and i'm not used to like this game's closest to dark souls 3 i'd say uh for rolls and things and so that messes with me because like i said demon souls is a lot easier in my opinion for rolling speeds but Having a good time. Looks good. My only issue, frame rate, um it's constantly an issue even on performance mode. Um so hopefully, you know, apparently we got a new patch. I think we're at 1.2 now, but yeah, I don't know if it did anything cuz I haven't seen the alternative, but it's still not great. Um I don't think it's a solid 60. I am hearing the best way to play this game is sadly it's not PC either. That's a- apparently the worst way to play it right now. Um so from what I'm hearing, it's playing the PS4 version on the PS5 is the where you're going to get the best performance. I don't know if I want to go that far, though. I think I'm still going to keep my PS5 installed for now. But uh, if I get desperate, maybe. But I haven't had anything that, like, it hasn't stuttered so much that I'm just like, oh, I can't play this. So, but yeah, I'm just excited this whole weekend, man. I got the divorce weekend set up. I'm going to play with you tomorrow. Sunday, we're going to play with Sam, Coitus, all of them. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that hard boss with all four of us running up on him. That's, uh, oh man, nobody can see this but the smile on my face right now. Like, we have games, Chris. <laughs> games that I'm excited about. Finally, it feels like it's been like two years to have this kind of excitement. But yeah, yeah I have a poop-eating grin right now. This this month's, this month's been
0: good. This month's been good.
1: Mm. So sorry, Chris, that probably took a little longer than you wanted. But, um, you know, good news, because we can get into the the news. news. Oh, you see how I did that doing it good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So before we get to the first article, this is kind of um, a a touchback to our previous episode. And uh, when we talked about a certain timer from Capcom and me and you were so sure it was Resident Evil. And uh, we, we were, were very sure
0: <laughs> we wanted it. It made sense.
1: I believed, Chris. It's like when <laughs> ET's in the basket on the bicycle. I uh, believed. What? That's you that's don't like ET? E.
0: Don't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> oh, I need to touch on this. Let's get a therapist <laughs> nope. out here real
0: quick. I don't want to talk about it. Capcom has officially revealed. Street Fighter 6. This one comes from VGC. Capcom has officially announced Street Fighter VI following the conclusion of a week-long teaser campaign held to coincide with its official eSports tournament. In quotes, Get ready, fighters. The future of fighting games is on the way, Capcom says. Today at the Capcom Pro Tour 2021's season final, we shared a glimpse of what's on the horizon with Street Fighter VI. We know you're hungry for more details and we're just as eager to share them, but we're going to have to keep you guessing just a little longer. Look out for more Street Fighter 6 news coming summer 2022. In its announcement, the publisher said it's developing the fighting sequel with the aim of elevating the fighting game genre to a new level in the world of esports, while also utilizing their cutting edge development technology to produce an enthralling game experience whoo that's a lot of big words there <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah big words for uh a big game um and then uh, just editors notes here uh there's a lot of backlash for the logo for some reason street fighter 6 logo is basically an adobe stock graphic and the other comment i've heard is they ripped off scooby Doo's uh, um dog tag and used it for this so uh which is also funny um I don't know if either of those things are true, but uh, they're fun to laugh at. Ooh. So, Chris, what are your thoughts on this announcement? Are you very excited to get into the world of Street Fighter?
0: This, uh, no. I think we mentioned this last week. That Street Fighter is not a game that I think interests either of us. Um, I don't know when the last Street Fighter came out. It feels like it's been a while. So it's I while. assume the fans are pretty stoked for it. So I'm happy for them, that's for sure. Yeah. Um We know there's Resident Evil work being done right now, and there's more to come for sure. So I'm not, like, overly disappointed. I obviously would have been happier for Resident Evil news, but for me, this is... I'm happy for some of my friends that are really into fighting games, because I do have a couple buddies that are, like, pretty... Not, like, tournament level, but they're competitive enough where they'll, like, go to, like, events and stuff to to play the games, so...
1: Yeah, I, um... I'm not a huge fighter guy, but as you know, my, my love and soft spot has always been Mortal Kombat. I've never been a Street Fighter guy. I could tell you Ryu and Ken, and that's about it. And that's about the extent I want to know. Uh, it's just, it's my, it's not my style. Uh, I I've just never enjoyed Street Fighter from the little bits. I've got my hands on it. I think the most fun i've ever had with street fighter is jean-claude van damme in the street fighter movie and that's about it otherwise yeah i just i don't know i couldn't be bothered and i'm not putting it down like you said it has a lineage it has a fan base clearly um but beyond that i guess my interest is just you know what do we hear next and is it going to be another playstation exclusive and you know, with PlayStation kind of heavily investing in fighters and, you know, them buying Evo, like the fighting uh, tournament, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, I I feel like they're going to want it for sure. But um, is, Cop- is Capcom going to allow it again, really?
0: Uh, probably. I mean, why not? Like, PlayStation's always been pretty supportive of the, the Capcom and all the games that they do and I think they we've even had like definitely exclusives and stuff in the past so it wouldn't surprise me if they come up with some sort of deal for this but yeah to me I think the the biggest thing for me was Street Fighter always felt like an arcade game like that you would see at an actual arcade now I know you would mm-hmm. see Mortal Kombats there too but for me I don't know why but just in my head it was like Mortal Kombat's like Yeah, but I could take that home and feel like I would play that at home more, which is weird. I know because it's like Street Fighter is the same thing. Maybe it's just the way my head's working, but it's always like that's been just an arcade style game for me. Yeah. I I never saw a lot of depth to story or anything. Not that it doesn't exist. I just don't know it and I don't care to know it.
1: Yeah, I think Mortal Kombat, especially in the last three, really focused on story Mm -hmm. and with those. I really like their story modes they have now. So I'm, yeah, I could, I think they've invested heavier and like you, maybe I'm just not aware of it, but I just don't feel street fighter did the same investment. Yeah. I
0: mean, and you can't beat those mortal Kombat movies moving on (laughs) PlayStation, PlayStation five screenshots and videos can now be auto uploaded to PlayStation app. This one comes from game informer. This one's just a small article. Uh, screenshots and videos under three minutes long will be automatically uploaded to the PlayStation app. They'll remain there for 14 days and during that time you can save and download any image or videos you want to your mobile device. You'll need to enable it in your console settings and the PlayStation app beforehand. So that's just something if you want to get your clips and I don't know like uh, some of the, the features like with the uh, auto recording like the, the when you get a trophy like 14 seconds before or after. I find that timer is garbage. Like it doesn't work properly or it's like you'll do like an epic thing, maybe kill the final boss, but then the trophy doesn't pop for like 10 seconds afterward anyway. So then the screenshots just, uh, uh or videos, just a video of you looking at the loot you got or something or the coins yeah. or the reward screens. So it's like, I find the timing on those things. You never really get a good shot anyway. So unless you're someone who's really into like, you know, Taking cool images and video editing, which is obviously very popular for a lot of people. I always,
1: all the Dark Souls, man. Every time I gank someone uh, that tries to invade me, you definitely record that.
0: Well, people also, I mean, clearly it's, they want photo mode. There's always photo mode being added to games. And I I think back in the day, I I didn't understand it. I remember like, I think we were talking about Ghost of Tsushima back in the day when they were talking about the photo mode and all the different filters and that one really elevated it i feel just with all the features and the different things you could do with the wind and the different elements and all that kind of stuff but it's like for me photo mode was always one of those weird things it just didn't make sense but i it now it's it's blown up with all the features you can get in photo mode you can almost get your whole a game because of the features in photo mode so so that's just a small article so we'll just move on we got the dice awards for 2022 we got the winners Um, The award show was on, apparently, last night, Thursday, February 24th. Uh, So we have the nominees and the winners for some of the top categories. So we'll start with, uh, let's do Action Game of the Year, because I think that one's a little bit of a controversy in my eyes. Uh, So the nominees were Deathloop, Halo Infinite, Metroid Dread, Returnal, and The Ascent. And the winner was Halo Infinite. What are your thoughts, Steve?
1: (laughs) Okay. So first off, 2021 was a weak year. Absolutely. And I don't have a single horse in the race. Um, You've played, I think, three of these. So I feel like you have more insight than I could. But from just my perspective of looking at these, I'm like, I've heard so much good stuff about Returnal and I've heard nothing for Halo. I get I'm not like an Xbox ecosystem guy, but I have a lot of friends that have Xboxes, you know. I do talk to those as well. And even them, like other than multiplayer, I've never heard them bring it up. So I'm a little surprised with how much, well, even review wise, you know, everyone kept giving Deathloop 10s. Mm-hmm. It was one of the highest reviewed games this year. Uh, I believe the average is actually higher than Halo Infinite. So it's just funny that that got it somehow. Yeah. Um, same with Returnal. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of
0: perplexed. This was a little weird to me because you have, essentially now i don't know 100 percent, but those are mostly all single player games except for halo isn't it like death loop i know you can have one person invade but i wouldn't call it like like multiplayer in the sense that halo's multiplayer is i assume metroid yeah. dread isn't multiplayer returnal isn't the ascent i'm not 100 percent sure but i imagine it's not so it's weird to have that one in i wonder if they're judging it based on the multiplayer experience as well because As far as I know, the Halo Infinite storyline is pretty decent, Uh, but based on just all the previous awards and just based on reviews alone, I feel like Deathloop probably should have won this even. And it's not because I'm a huge fan of Deathloop. We've definitely expressed our interest in the game, and I'm playing it, and I'm whatever, I'm semi-interested in it. But it's not a big winner for me, but just looking at the list, I feel like, just previous talks it should have been Deathloop.
1: and actually i while well, you're talking i looked it up and Deathloop is not a huge gain but in the metacritic it's one point ahead of halo mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: which doesn't mean much obviously but i just i do find this interesting just with how much the media blew up Deathloop, which i don't think deserved it either um it's just interesting and also i'm a little hurt that resident evil village isn't in the talks here yeah this is like kind of the shenanigans of any game that comes out early in a year, I feel like always gets burnt by the end, by the time we get to these award shows. Yeah.
0: They do that with movies too. Yeah. Next category, we'll quickly move on to adventure game of the year. The nominees were Death's Door, It Takes Two, Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonauts 2, and Resident Evil Village. And the winner was Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Ugh. I don't, I don't even know where to start with that. You,
0: this award show lost it for me definitely on this category because with the awards that Resident Evil was pulling in, like and just the talk and the love for Resident Evil Village, Guardians of the Galaxy, was it didn't get bad reviews, but it was like people were saying, I don't know, we're, I never heard anybody really talk about it. <laughs> like, like It was decent game. The story was okay, but in my eyes, Resident Evil Village destroyed... A lot of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, so this is another one where it's not horrible, but Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, sitting at 80 on Metacritic, Resident Evil Village 84. Uh both, I I I picked both on the PS5 just to be fair. And I, I you know I, I don't even know what to say. Like, and even if Resident Evil, in certain people's opinions, didn't deserve it, like, you well, ah, I don't know, spoiler alert, it takes two won some awards, so it's like how does it take the categories it wins there, but it can't beat Guardians now? So then it's like, well, then why isn't Guardians nominated for Game of the Year? Like, there's just so many questions when this kind of stuff happens, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I definitely think uh, Resident Evil got snuffed on this one. Uh, the fact that it didn't seem to win anything is uh, very depressing.
0: Then we got Role Playing Game of the Year. The nominees were Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker, that's the expansion, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Shin Megami Tensei V, Tales of Arise, and Wildermyth. Uh, and the winner was the Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. This seems okay to me. Maybe you played Tales of Arise, so you could maybe... Ar- I don't know if you played much of Endwalker yet, but... I don't know. You, you played Tales of Arise. I played Wildermyth. Wildermyth is, gra- is a great game, but it doesn't compete at the level of the other ones, in my opinion
1: i just think this is a weird category um i don't think an mmo usually belongs in a role-playing game of the year yeah um especially if it's an expansion to an existing game like that'd be like saying dlc for tales of the rise wins next year yeah it's just it's odd to me i i feel like it's kind of disingenuous and kind of shitty unless the story Tories. of
0: Endwalker was like amazing <laughs>
1: It, which, it, it could be in that context of being an MMO, but, like, one-on-one, is it better than an entire game, Tales of Arise? Yeah. Or Shin Megami Tensei Five, which I didn't play, um, but I've heard good things for yeah, as well. Yeah, respect for it. Yeah. I, I, j- I just feel like, in doing this, they hurt Tales of Arise. I think it would have won without that being in that category, and that's why maybe you should have a separate award for best ongoing service game. Then, absolutely, 100%, I get it. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking through this, and the only time Resident Evil Village won anything, I think you'd guess it a hundred percent is, yep, char- a, a stone achievement in character, Lady Demetrius.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's fine. She did great, and that's she, she didn't wins know
1: that. Like, I get why. Um, Melk mommy. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's just like again, like. How can you like understand that I had a great character and all these other things, but you yeah, don't want to talk about it. Otherwise, it's just, yeah, it's weird.
0: And finally, game of the year. We got Deathloop, Inscription, It Takes Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Returnal. And the winner was It Takes Two. Uh, I, for me, based on those five, based on all the other award shows we've seen, just people talking it takes two winning game of the year makes sense to me. I'm I'm fine with that.
1: I'm absolutely fine with it. But then my question for you, Chris is why is Halo infinite, infinite, not in here or Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil Village? It's just like, you know, if these things are winning and all their, or or guardians of the galaxy, if you're saying they're the best of their class in other categories, then why didn't they qualify for game? You know, like it just doesn't make any sense in that way. I don't know. I'm, I again I think it takes Two is great. It's fine. I'm totally happy with it winning. I that doesn't bother me. It's just weird how they did this.
0: I this is probably my least favorite of the award shows this year for their decisions. Like yeah, other ones were really some good. Years,
1: some years it clicks and other years like this or I can't remember what year it was, but Untitled Goose Game was game of the year. Yeah. And again, I know we've we've had some rough years, but I don't think we've had that rough a year where i liked the entitled goose game i beat it it's funny it's not game of the year and i
0: think this is this is a unique year because there's there was so few games to choose but all the other award shows that you and i watched i think we agreed or at least understood most of the decisions like the 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 winners like we we were like yep no that makes sense that makes sense just just the few that we've gone over with this group there's a couple that are questionable questionable We move on. March's PlayStation Plus games have been revealed. This one comes from VGC. So super short article. We're just going to say what you get. We get Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which is epic. Ghost Runner, Team Sonic Racing, and Ark Survival Evolved. That's a pretty darn decent selection. Uh, I mean... You could argue it a little bit because of the Ghost Tsushima Legends is literally just the multiplayer aspect. So it's just a piece of it. Maybe it's to try to tease people to buy the original, which if you haven't, let's let's, let's go over this corner over here, guys. Let's go over this corner. Go pick up that game.
1: (laughs) I think like Ghost Runner, I'll probably I'll try because of this. Otherwise, this is like this is our worst month. By any stretch of the imagination, no. but it's like it's like okay, it's it's palatable, it's fine, I guess. Yeah,
0: Ark Survival's good. I, yeah. I'm gonna convince Steve to put down Elden Ring to play some Team Sonic Racing with me.
1: <laughs> I gotta get <laughs> me some carts, which cart. I don't understand. If he's the fastest thing on earth, anyway, why's he why's he in he a cart? cart? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I, I I just don't. I I can't even make a comparison. That'd be like if Mario hired a plumber. He's
0: tired, okay. Yeah. Just, just let him drive. He's just casual. Continuing on, Call of Duty will skip 2023 and the, the stars align, <laughs> according to a new report. This comes from Game Informer.
1: Actually, Chris, if you can, for a second, if we all quiet down, you can hear everyone at an Activision studio uh, breathe a sigh of relief <laughs> and just finally know that they can take a second.
0: Yeah. For the first time in almost two decades, Activision Blizzard's Call of Duty franchise will take a year off, according to a new report from Bloomberg. Bloomberg's report posits that Activision Blizzard, which is going to be acquired by Microsoft, has pushed its 2023 release out of that year as a result of Call of Duty Vanguard, which was the 2021 release for the series. Vanguard failed to meet expectations and some executives within the publisher feel that new iterations of Call of Duty are releasing too often for one to make as big oomph an impact as previous entries. Bloomberg Report says Activision Blizzard will have other projects to fill 2023's release schedule. What will those other releases be? Who knows? You got got 27 companies working on Call of Duty. What else are they going to put out? What's your theory?
1: Well, it's like, well, okay, so we know about Warzone 2. Is that coming out 2022, which I thought they were saying, but, you know, technically it could still come out 2023. Um, and then the other two thoughts I had, and this is not confirmed by any stretch of the imagination, and knowing anything about Blizzard, it's kind of far-fetched in my opinion, but just the way they say Activision Blizzard, it's like, are they talking about Diablo 4? Are they talking about Overwatch 2? Um, is that their hope? Because they wouldn't talk about them this year. Uh, sounds like they straight up are trying to tell people don't expect anything until 2023. Maybe that's what they're hoping will fill that gap. I just, you know, nothing sells as much as Call of Duty. So it's not going to financially solve the problem, but it, it will be something. And honestly, maybe it's just me being selective, but I feel like nobody's ever like, oh, what's going to fill the whole of this Call of Duty game? <laughs>
0: like, Yeah battlefield right now is going damn it we should have waited another year <laughs> yeah yeah i think this is probably a good thing we've been talking forever that they need to go back to the drawing board and clean some stuff up because clearly they they there's some stuff they got to do behind the scenes to fix this uh i'm sure we're gonna have filler there's probably gonna be map packs back in the day remember map packs um battle passes all that kind of stuff that that shit's all going to be happening for the next two years then so if you if you needed a game to commit to there you go go back to Warzone, do it there i'm gonna make a joke here and say dice is adventure game of the year marvel's guardians of the galaxy initially underperformed for square enix this one comes from ign added the dice part if you're actually looking for the article Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy had a slow start for Square Enix, as the publisher admitted the game initially underperformed when it launched in October last year. During its latest financial briefing, Square Enix commented that despite receiving positive reviews, Guardians of the Galaxy's sales on launch undershot our initial expectations. The game made up ground later, however, through different sales initiatives, Such as store discounts that began in November, and Square Enix said it intends to work to continue to expand sales to make up for the title's slow start.
1: I honestly, like, I never played this. I have no interest in this game whatsoever, but I feel like, much like everyone else, I feel that with the poor reception and release of Marvel's Avengers, which was also published by Square Enix, I definitely think it hurt this. I think people saw the. The logo. They re- remembered that painful feeling when they tried that game, and it wasn't what we wanted it to be. And they probably thought the same thing. I bet you some people didn't give this the time of day to even realize that it's not another game's of a service. Mm-hmm. And they just passed simply because of Marvel's Avengers and all the bad press. And every time that thing comes is brought up, it's just it's never people smiling and clapping. By the way. When's the last time we even heard about that game? If for games of a the service, there seems to be a lack of content now. I'm getting off focus here for sure, but yeah, that's definitely why I initially said Square Enix Marvel Game Pass.
0: Yeah, so I'm. It's funny that you're saying that because I'm agreeing with you right now. I feel like Square Enix has been kicking us more and more as we fall down. They keep kicking us because Avengers was just not good, and then. Balan Wonderland is like just
1: wasn't it was Balan Wonder World whatever right? I feel like I kept saying whatever wrong, yeah
0: whatever it's called Wonder World Wonderland uh, it, it I don't even know what it is that's how not important it is and mm-hmm. but we know how bad that reception has been for that game if you call it a game I I feel like just Square's just been dropping the ball and. It's bad because I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I've picked up interest in this uh, with the movies because I had no idea who they were before, whatever. Yeah. But I, I was, I'm, I'm still interested in this game. But this game feels like, um, in my mind, like I know it's not a Telltale game, but in my head, it's like I'm making it equal to a Telltale game. So that's my interest level, even though I know it's more actiony than that and all that kind of stuff. But for me, I'm like, yeah. I, I just. I'll wait till this is free, because I feel like it's uh, yeah, gonna. I was, it's gonna be a game that's gonna be free on some sort of. I was pass. literally
1: just about to say it, this is a you know a PS Plus
0: game. Yeah, for sure. PS Plus game, Xbox Game Pass for sure. Like this is. Yeah. I, I can wait. I can wait. Not to say that this is a bad game. In fact, I've heard decent things about it.
1: It's got a good Metacritic and everything else. Like people who liked it liked it. I just. Star-Lord's literally my least favorite character and I'm the least interested playing and you're literally playing him all the time I thought it would be more like how Rocksteady's trying to do Suicide Squad where you could choose and that would change up your play styles and make you feel like you know little refreshments here and there every time you switch characters that's not the case you're just always Star-Lord who has no powers he just has guns and booster packs and I'm like which is fine for a movie and why I enjoy Chris Pratt in that role. But for a game, that I'm already sleeping. I'm basically talking in my sleep right now. It's very creepy.
0: Moving on. The Quarry could be the next game from the Until Dawn developer. This one comes from Push Square. Both you and I, are interests are piqued. A trademark yes. for a new title named The Quarry created by Until Dawn developer Supermassive Games has been spotted online. The documentation is light on details, but includes the above logo that you can't see because we're a podcast and covers games software. This appears to be separate from the Dark Pictures Anthology, which we're kind of... Which is weird. We've talked about that in the past. We should be into that, but we're not into that series for some reason. We heard prior to Christmas that 2K Games was publishing a new title from Supermassive Games, and that information has been corroborated by a VGC report.
1: Well, Chris, they might be finally returning to form. I'm very excited, actually. Yeah. Uh, although we don't really know anything. I'm good. If you give me anything close until dawn, and they take real time, prep work, production time, you know, just give me a full game. Like, the Dark Pictures Anthology is cool because you get little stories all the time, but I just don't think it's working, unfortunately. Like, it's something that I wish would work and allure me more than it does. but a full game that is hopefully equal to Until Dawn, uh, yeah, I'm totally ready to go. Mm-hmm.
0: Super excited. Like you said, you and I are both super massive fans. For some reason, the anthology just doesn't hit us, but if if it's anything like Until Dawn, like I, I remember when that one came out, that one visually looked really good as well. Like It oh, looked yeah. really oh, yeah. stunning on the PS4 and some of the goofy features in the game that freaked us out. That was fun to play. So if they do some... Something- well, and
1: then remember... We played it on my PlayStation and I had the camera set up so it was taking pictures of me freaking out all the time. Which then made you laugh more (laughs) because you're like, Steve looks like a real donkey's able every time this like thing pops up. It got
0: me a couple times, a couple times. It didn't have too many jump scares, but there's a couple Oh it got me
1: every time, but that's just me.
0: And then something in the house would make a sound and you would freak out because it's your own house. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, looking forward to anything they do. Um I'm hoping it's going to be a true next gen title. And by true, I mean, you know, PS5 or Xbox Series X. Yeah. So, really,
1: just to like add more salt on the wound, we should really change our terminology and start saying we hope it's a current gen game and yeah. not a last gen game. Yeah. Just so maybe that will change the conversation around that they are making last gen games still.
0: Or make the game for PlayStation 6 so that when it comes out for PlayStation 5, then we're okay with it.
1: (laughs) There you go. Let it be backwards compatibility with PS5. Damn it.
0: Continuing on. PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4's revamped PlayStation Plus sub allegedly outlined in report. This one comes from Push Square. News has come by way of chatty venture beat journalist Jeff Grubb, who is speaking as part of his giant bomb show as reported and transcribed by VGC. According to the scribe, he's obtained new information which tallies with a report first shared by Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, although the specific details are still a little vague. So there will be allegedly be three tiers, which we had expected that was going to be, essential, which is $10 per month, extra, which is 13 per month, and premium, this is 16 per month. I already don't like those names. Grub suggests premium sounds a lot like EA Play, with trials, classic games, and streaming functionality. It's unclear how many trials you'll get, presumably it'll be a curated selection rather than the entirety of the PlayStation Store's library, obviously, and what those classic games will be. It's been noted before that Sony may bundle in retro games, such as Nintendo Switch Online did. You'll also get a catalog of downloadable titles, which will be included with the extra option this it's assumed will extend to anything currently downloadable on playstation now so over 250 to 300 games something like that a significantly larger playstation plus collection then it's worth noting that there'll be no streaming functionality extra that's reserved for the premium tier and then there's the essential plan which grub claims is playstation plus just like you know it today with monthly games and discounts There's no word on whether there'll be an annual subscription option for any of those tiers. We assume there will be, and there's no mention of the availability of first-party games at launch. Sony has already said that it doesn't see this as sustainable.
1: So, and then, editor's notes, yet again, uh, from a different site that talked about this, uh, they definitely pushed harder, I feel like, where this article failed, that's why I included it here, but... um they seem to feel like the main focus on premium isn't those trials or anything crazy like that, that it definitely is going to be the classic games. So, again, nobody really knows what that means, what that list will include, but that's the only way this is going to succeed, in my opinion, and they, I, I really hope they nail that because if not, the rest of this sounds like poop, and I'm not paying $16 a month for that or what i'm hearing anyway uh like because you know i don't care about streaming it doesn't work 90 percent of the time um i don't care about trials that just seems stupid like what am i what am i trialing like most of these games i know if i'm gonna buy or not um so for maybe it's just the type of person i am and the type of consumer i am for games that just wouldn't speak to me whatsoever uh, it, yeah, honestly, the only reason I play it is if these classic games work, um, there's some sort of backwards compatibility to them. If you are going to let me play my PS1 classics, like um, Parasite Eve 1 or 2 on the PS5, okay, maybe I will buy it. I, I don't know. like, But that'd be the only way to get me anyway. And yeah, um, I feel like this makes sense to me because Sony, I just sometimes... Because we talk about this all the time. They're not the most consumer friendly, but you, you tend to see that from companies that are on top. And Nintendo's doing the same thing, right? Nintendo's online service isn't that great. People don't like, you know, sing about it. There's no choirs dedicated just to singing the praises of that feature. So I, I honestly could see this being very realistic and what probably is going to be. Um, but yeah, I I would understand if some people look at it and be like, well, that's not gonna be Game Pass. I'm like, I don't. I think that's exactly the point here. I don't think they want to be forced to compete with Game Pass, you know? Cuz again, like we've said constantly, it's not sustainable unless you have Microsoft money.
0: Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm feeling the same way as you exactly. PlayStation Now has never pulled me in or interested me now, maybe because I play p- games on PC as well. I'm I'm distracted enough that I don't need to have one of those subscription services um classic games like you mentioned those do pique my interest the problem is is like what is their definition of classic games are we talking about ps4 games are we talking ps3 2 1 if they go way back to 1 and 2 i'm down like for sure i'm gonna get that um yeah and i don't think it's got i think it has to be slightly different than the xbox game pass like I know there's another article we're about to talk about right after this, which could be something to come that might be interesting. But yeah, I'm, for me right now, it, it's kind of the definition of the classic game. And I know another thing that we were kind of hoping to hear about or expecting is some sort of maybe pass that combines Crunchyroll or something to do with Netflix, because I'm, I, I'm yeah. still hoping that there's going to be some sort of bundled maybe Netflix pass, Crunchyroll pass. All together, I'm so hoping for something like that because just to be able to bundle all that together, to me, it seems like it'd be a really good deal, especially if they get the price right. Uh, I'm hoping for something, especially in, in just to see the ways they can integrate those services. I'm hoping they're doing something like that, but you never know with Sony. They, it could all just be separate services, but I, I feel like they're yeah. trying to work on something in that regard. So like I just mentioned, we'll move on to the next article, which could be of things to come. Shadow Warriors 3 will now be a PlayStation Now title at release. This one comes from VGC. Shadow Warriors 3 will be one of March's PlayStation Now games when it releases next month. Developed by Flying Wild Hog and published by Devolver Digital, the latest entry in the first-person shooter series will be released for PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 1st. Subscribers to Sony's PlayStation Now service Will be available to play the game at no extra charge. It was confirmed on Tuesday, so this is interesting.
1: Yeah, this is, you know, the reason I listed this after the previous article is obviously the connections towards this seeming like a Game Pass move, yeah. where you're going to release a game for free on your service, and this is going to now happen before Sony's even initially uh, officially announced their Project Spartacus air quotes and um yeah it seems like they're trialing you know again i don't know i'm not going to make the argument that we're ever going to see their first party games free right away but this seems like a sampling of them trying to somewhat do the same moves and uh um i don't know this is a smaller title though so it's just like it's definitely more of a trial and error thing
0: yeah i feel like it's very much a trial thing um If there's people out there who are super interested in Shadow Warrior 3, I guess the way to go about it is subscribe to PlayStation Now for a month. It's definitely cheaper. uh, And just see how that whole service works for you. Because like I said, I'm not someone who's used PlayStation Now. This isn't a game that I'm going to get. So I'm not going to know that feature. But I'd be curious to find out if anybody's tried it and how that works. But this does seem a step towards Game Pass, but it's like a a toe, a toe. Very yeah, t- <laughs> yeah. It's dipping a toe.
1: I've used PlayStation now before. It the only attraction though was the PS3 games. I wanted the to old play uh, Nino Cooney, the original. The only way you could play it on the PS4 at the time. I didn't have a PS3 at the time. Was to use that service. So it worked good enough. You know, our RPG didn't have to worry about latency too much in that game. Um, so it worked. But still, like you know, I think quickly after that, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, and then I never came back.
0: Looking forward to seeing how that'll work out, but we will move on. PlayStation VR 2 headset revealed alongside new look at Final Sense controller design. This one comes from Game Informer. The PSVR 2 is heavily inspired by the look and feel of Sony's PlayStation 5. Almost as if they're the same company and they're making the same products to work together. As, As are the accompanying Sense controllers. Talking about the design in a new PlayStation blog posted today, Sony says the goal was to create a headset that will not only become an attractive part of your living room decor, which I question because the console does not look attractive in its current form, but will also keep you immersed in your game world to the point where you almost forget you're using a headset or controller. Following feedback from its first VR system, PSVR 2 will feature the same balanced headset weight with a simple and easy-to-adjust headband that makes actually wearing it comfortable. I can personally admit it's pretty comfortable and I wear glasses too, so. Other features such as the headset's adjustable scope that places the scope area closer or further away from the face and placement of the stereo headphone jack also remains the same, so players will be familiar with it. The PlayStation blog reads, For the PSVR 2 headset, We took comfort a few steps further by adding new features such as a lens adjustable dial so users have an additional option to match the lens distance between their eyes to optimize their view. The headset also features a new built-in motor responsible for headset feedback and a vent system to help prevent fog from building up on the viewable glass within the headset. I can say that that vent will be good because I did have some heating issues (laughs) using this sometimes.
1: I did as well. I don't,
0: I can't say personally if it was just because of like, it wasn't motion sickness, but there's just some games you play where it's like, I remember when you tried it and a couple of my other friends, they would take it off their head and it was like their forehead was all red and everything. It was like, whoo, you look like you got flushed or something like, so this definitely sounds like this would be a good feature.
1: Interesting though they didn't talk about eye tracking whatsoever but i guess it's already been mentioned they're trying to keep this more about the aesthetics and the features of the physical features not so much the technique yeah. so that could be why but either way it you know it looks kind of what i assume everyone thought it would you know there's nothing marvelous here i mean the controllers are a huge upgrade they look great but we've already seen them yeah. um the you know you can see the one cable that's great reassurance that we don't have to worry about multiple cables. No cables would have been better, Uh, but that's fine, whatever. I get it for the latency, blah blah blah. But whatever. Um yeah, I I don't know. I'm still sold if you know if I can pre-order this, I probably will. And uh I don't know. It's not much more to talk about. It's not a huge thing. It's just cool to see it. And I'm like, okay, uh this is what I'll have if again, if I can pre-order it. Yeah.
0: I'm hoping to get that as well. Uh if anybody's looking for a VR headset. Uh, version 1 for the PS4, uh, I will be putting it up for sale. (laughs) And our final article of the day, Soul Hackers 2 brings Shin Megami Tensei to PS5, PS4 in August. This one comes from Push Square. This looks like a modern Shin Megami Tensei experience, a party-based RPG with all the familiar demons. And no, it isn't exclusive to a Nintendo system, as has been the case with just about every new SMT game in recent memory. It's actually coming to both PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 on the 26th of August this year. For those totally out of the loop, this is some kind of sequel to the original Devil Summoner Soul Hackers, which was a Sega, Saturn, and PlayStation game back in the 90s. It was ported to 3DS much later in 2012.
1: So I watched the trailer to this. Um, you know, it's got the familiar characters, the personas that mean you are used to. Um, so... Other than that, it's just kind of a lot of crazy stuff that I don't really understand, but I could see myself picking this up uh, if I'm bored and I'm looking for a traditional RPG feel. I saw a turn-based strategy, and I'm uh, that sold me. I'm an old-school boy, and I like me some turn-based stuff, so it looked good to me.
0: That's how all these games work. Y- your interest is more peaked when you're more and more confused about what the game is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you are, but here's my wallet. <laughs> So that's everything for news. Uh, so we need to move on to Review Roundup. What is Review Roundup? Review Roundup is Review Roundup. Um, So yeah, Review Roundup, this is where we get all the Metacritic scores for the games that are released this week, and we just give them to you guys. So guess what? Number one. Uh, so Elden Ring, PS5, sitting at a 97 critic score, read them and weep them, uh, 47 positive, zero mix, zero negative, and let's go. <clears throat> when you compare this, or I guess combined it, sorry, with uh, I believe it's Open Critic, it is now the highest reviewed game of all time. Ooh. So, congratulations, Elden Ring. You probably deserved it, uh, and I hope to find out if you truly did deserve it after this weekend. Moving on, Martha is dead. This one's on PS Five as well. Cinema sixty seven. Um, not too great, but I will tell you right away. I think this is because of the article Mean Chris wrote about, about how it was censored on the PS5 or PlayStation in general. So I do think there's some blowback and approve that it's in a 77 on PC, which is a much prettier looking score, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, so on PlayStation, you only have two positive and three mixed zero negative. So it tells you they don't even want to review it on PlayStation and on PC. It has 11 positive, three mixed, one negative. So doesn't sound like it's the best game, but as someone who's a horror movie fan, I'm just used to critics crapping on the horror I like. So this game might actually totally sync with me. And uh, after weeks of Elden Ring, when I'm finally allowed or ready to come out into the sunlight again, I'll go right back to the dark. And get I was going to say, so, you know, come
0: over to my house, strap me down and then <laughs> force me to play this game on PC.
1: <laughs> honestly, that's probably exactly what's about to happen. Uh, and then a uh, third one that I wasn't aware of at all, Altier, I think I'm saying that right. Sophie 2, uh, The Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream on PS4 is sitting at a very respectable 83 critic score, 11 positive, 1 mixed, 0 negative. I don't know much about this game, but again, another RPG, and it's that's a decent critic score, so I uh, can't complain about that. So that's it for review roundup this week. That means we have to move on to homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show so we give you the article headlines where you can find those articles and then you go educate yourselves. So this week 68% of Horizon Forbidden West UK physical buyers paid $70 or 70 euros, my bad, instead of the cheaper upgrade. This one comes from VGC. They didn't listen to us. Um, they didn't listen. This is very unfortunate and this is kind of what Sony was hoping would happen. So another Not consumer-friendly Sony decision. That looks like it's paying off, unfortunately. Bioware says Dragon Age 4 is in the middle of production. New Mass Effect is prototyping. Or, sorry. New Mass Effect in prototyping phase. This one comes from BGC. And uh, the only reason I put this in homework, we talked about this last week. The rumor was it's, you know, on schedule. uh, And then the quote was something about, like, possibly late 2023. If it's only in the middle of production, no. No, there's no way this comes out before 2024. Um, I'm, I'm willing to die on that hill. Elden Ring is officially one of the best reviewed games ever. This one comes from VGC. Kind of already brought that up, but I had I get to say it again, and it makes me smile, so you can't take that away. Horizon Forbidden West first patch fixes HDR and various progression issues. This one comes from Game Informer. Welcome to Edition. And uh, I don't know people seem to be enjoying it, except it's getting review bomb for... What seems like dumb reasons, so I'm a little curious. But then again, so is Elden Ring on Steam, because I guess PC players are mad that it's not the best version to play.
0: Near Automata anime revealed in new teaser trailer. This one comes from Game Informer. Dying Light 2's latest console patch fixes death loop issues and more. Did it just delete Deathloop off my console? <laughs>
1: I was going to say, did it fix the other game? <laughs> this one comes from. <laughs> it's like our game has too many bugs. <laughs> so let's go fix the other game.
0: <laughs> uh, that one's found on VGC. <laughs> I like. That. Knockout City going free to play later this year on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. This one comes from Push Square. Uh, I think it's. I have the free version on EA Play or something. I don't remember what, how I got it.
1: Yeah, apparently they're walking away from EA and now going to self-publish and make it.
0: Maybe someplace. it was through Game Pass. I can't remember what I got it from, but it's pretty good. Lego Star yeah. Wars The Skywalker Saga no longer far, far away as it goes gold. This one comes from Push Square. And finally, Sony Pictures declares Uncharted a new hit movie franchise. This one comes from Push Square. Seems like a very good franchise to start spinning into a trilogy.
1: So that's all our homework. That's it for the show. Thank you for putting up with my voice this week. I apologize, but, you know, this is what the world brings us. So until next week, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your time. It's your most valuable currency. We appreciate it. It humbles us. And until next week, we have to say goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye, Wesley.